and outwardly in those times I'd be like, yeah, you know, like doing my thing, man, I could get whatever I want. But inwardly, I, I just felt this increasing sense of hollowness around that. And, uh, and it just slowly drifted, you know, like I went from this point where I felt like I was on top of the world to slowly moving into like isolation and withdrawal and, uh, and just searching. to another episode of Dear Men. I'm super pumped about this one because it's a panel discussion and um, all three of the guys on the call have been through our program, Pillars of Presence, the program that Jason and I run for men, the transformational program. So I'm really excited to have um, three guys here who've been through the program at different points in time. So we're going to be able to hear from men that have just graduated, are a little bit out, and then sort of months and months out. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having us. Hey, excited to be here. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, so I kind of want to hear um, just sort of chronologically how it went for you, what your life was like before the program. We'll do that first, and then we'll go through what it was like being in the program and then after the program. So wh- paint us a picture what was your life like before you started this program? Anyone can start. Before the program, uh, my life was basically um, you know, pretty mundane. Uh, went to work, came home, um, you know, hung out with friends, um, was on dating apps and was, you know, going out, trying to meet girls. Usually I was using my intention a lot of times, you know, going out on Friday night, going out on Saturday night trying to meet girls. Um, and I would go out with, you know, I, I was doing all right. Uh, I'd go out with girls, you know, got a couple of good first dates and things. Um, but then I would always kind of struggle after that. Um, I was always not the best at kind of like, I could get the plane on the runway, but I couldn't really get it up in the air. Um, I did manage to have success, um, at one point with a girl, um, that I dated for two years. We lived together for a year. Um, and then, but just throughout the whole thing, I just, I just felt very lost and very much like I, I just didn't know what I was doing and I didn't feel like I was true to myself in the relationship and all of that in hindsight, um, I realized factored into that relationship ending. Um, and when that relationship ended, I kind of just started doing a lot of self, um, self work, a lot of, stuff on me trying to figure out kind of what went wrong and how I could do things better. Uh, read a lot of books, was listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, and then that's kind of how, how I found out about the program. Cool. Okay. So it sounds like, yeah, so you were sort of muddling along. It is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I didn't really have any direction. Okay. And, and did you find that that was true in your life life as well as your dating life? Or was it more like, just one or the other. No, it was both. It was both. Um, and I felt like 
I was trying to use my dating life as a way, as kind of my direction or purpose. It was like, oh, you know, once, once maybe I just, you know, I get a significant other, I get a girlfriend, then, oh, you know, then my life life will fall into place too. Yeah. That's pretty profound what you just said. We'll come back to that, but thank you for bringing that up. Um, cool. Thank you. Who's next? I'll go ahead and jump in. So my life before the program, uh, it's a wild journey. I really feel like early on in my life, I thought I was like a modern day Casanova. I thought I was God's gift to women. And I just, yeah, I had spent a lot of time, uh, working on my game and, you know, picking up chicks. And I, I derived a lot of my, my pride and self-worth out of that. And it was really like fortified by the responses that I got from my peers and my social community. You, you know, people would always be like, Oh, you're the man, you knocked down another one. And, and outwardly in those times, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like doing my thing, man, I could get whatever I want. But inwardly, I, I just felt this increasing sense of hollowness around that. And, uh, and it just slowly drifted, you know, like I went from this point where I felt like I was on top of the world to slowly moving into like isolation and withdrawal and, uh, and just searching, you know, and the last relationship that I was in before entering the program was really a lot different. Um, I, I found myself instead of feeling like I was the one being pursued. I found myself really pursuing this girl. And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of beauty around it. Uh, I learned a lot about love and life and who I was as a person and what I wanted. But I just realized that I was losing myself and my identity, trying to chase someone and trying to give love to someone who was unable to receive it for their own reasons. And I was just really broken as a result of that. And, uh, and in that period of searching, I, I stumbled across the program and, um, yeah, it, it was just a radical shift in the direction that I was heading. And it really sort of broke me out of that shell, that, that prison I had sort of built around myself. Yeah. I'm interested. It's interesting. So two of you guys have mentioned breakups so far. Um, but I'm interested in this, the breakup that you had, did you, you mentioned something about identity. Was that because you felt like it, like you didn't know who you were in that relationship? Like it was codependent you kind of fell into it with her or was it something else? Uh, it, it really did end up being a pretty codependent situation for on and off for years, really. It's not that I didn't see other girls in between. I even uh, dated a girl consistently for almost three years in between and we lived together. And it was just this weird sort of dissociated, like, uh, like second life that I was living, but it didn't feel real to me. And I found myself like constantly pouring my energy and myself into trying to make something work. And I think it was happening on both sides of the table, you know, like in different ways. Um, I, I just had a lot of unprocessed trauma and fears and things in my own life that I had never been willing to address. And I feel like in that experience, it was this opportunity really to finally look in the mirror and look at those fears and those, those traumas and things started to come up. 
you know, and at first they were debilitating and paralyzing, but honestly, I think that's really where entering into the program was a segue for growth and for, you know, conquering a lot of those things in my life. Yeah. I mean, I witnessed huge transformation in you even just over the short 10 weeks of the program. It seemed like, you know, one of the things I really admired about you was that you were addressing it on multiple levels and it felt like just a big, uh, yeah, a huge shift. So I acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's a pretty good picture of where you were before. Uh, how about you, Eric? I was in probably a little bit of a different situation. I'd had my life kind of yanked out from under me. Um, I was just coming off of a divorce that was a surprise. And at the time I was doing a lot of work on myself, going to therapist, uh, doing a whole lot of coaching, seeing um, uh, multiple therapists. Now that I think about it. And at the time I was really trying to figure out, what was wrong with me so that I could get my ex-wife back. And ultimately what, what came of the program was, was learning that that motivation was really not what I needed to be doing, but um, it, life was really kind of a mess and I was kind of putting the pieces back together and the program just kind of happened upon um, with your podcast and, uh, in sort of searching for more materials and things to continue to do to try to work on myself. Uh, I thought, Oh, this sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll give it a try. It seems like the intention there um, in improving a dating life would be effective in improving uh, what I needed to do to, to get my ex-wife back. Um, the results of that were, were a lot more effective in doing some things that were a lot better for me. Certainly, I expect we can talk about that later, but um, that's pretty much where I was is, is, you know, the world was kind of falling apart around me and I was working on putting the pieces back together. Yeah. And you were also physically um, affected, right? I feel like before the program you had, you had surgery or did you have that during the course of the program? I had a, I had back surgery um, probably a third of the way through the program, something like that. And that was planned. Um, and it was, I, would actually spoken to Jason about it when I started and I said, look, this is what I'm doing. Uh, is this going to get in the way of things? And he was very receptive and said, you know, no, we can work around that and, and you'll get benefits. Uh, so that was something that was very welcomed, you know, that kind of accommodation. So. Yeah. And emotionally speaking, um, it sounds like it's interesting. You and Gus both mentioned, actually, I think all three of you sort of mentioned this sense of seeking that you were in a phase of wanting to know more, seeking, looking for answers around how do I relate with women? How do I relate with the feminine? Uh, and possibly let's say before the program, kind of like what's wrong with me or what did I do wrong uh, in this last relationship that I could do better next time. Does that feel like accurate to anyone? Yeah. In my case, uh, sorry, Gus, go ahead. I, yeah. I, I was just going to agree with that and affirm. Um, I absolutely felt that way, you know, like, uh, in a lot of ways I could, I could relate to what you were saying too, Eric, like, um, 
wanting to get someone back and feeling like I was somehow not enough or faulty or something like that. And I was like looking for something to fix me, you know, or the relationship. Fix is definitely where I was. Um, Definitely. What do I need to fix about me to find that person again? And it was, you know, I was actually dating pretty actively at the time and definitely not finding what I wanted. Um, I was, was, I didn't have any problems meeting women. Um, I had many women that I was dating at the same time. They were all aware of each other and, and I was just doing my thing, but none of it was really very satisfying. And so a lot of it, especially based on my experience in getting divorced was, wow, what is wrong with me? This doesn't make any sense. You know, I've got you know, a great job and I'm smart and I got all these great things going for me, but I'm not finding what I want. and I'm not certainly not making progress in, in dealing with my former marriage. So yeah, there was definitely that sense of you know, what's wrong with me. How am I broken? Um, what am I, what am I doing wrong? Mm. Totally. Okay. So, um, so let's fast forward to you. The, the moment when you decided to take this program, I'm curious to hear from each of you, what was the deciding factor? Why did you make the decision? I'm not interested so much in the circumstances around how you found it, but just, you know, you're on the phone with Jason or you're about to make the choice. What is driving that for you? Um, for me, honestly, though, I, I kind of knew I was going to sign up before I even talked to Jason. It was like, it was kind of like, this is going to happen based on the way Jason talked on, on this podcast with you. Uh, he described codependency in a way that I really hadn't heard it described before. I'd had people tell me that I was codependent before and, uh, describe my past, my last relationship as codependent, but just the way he described it and just, uh, Jason's whole story and his background that I very much assimilated to. Um, and as you said, I, I was looking for something to kind of fix me, to relate to the feminine, to become a more grounded in my masculine. Um, and it just, it just, this program just seemed like it was going to do that. And then yeah, when I was on the phone with Jason, it was just like, yeah, this is it. You know, I had no doubt. I mean, 10 minutes into the conversation, he had already affirmed what I was pretty sure of going into it. Cool. So it sounds like you already had a sense that you were like, this is, this is right for me. Like what this person is saying resonates with exactly my experience, like maps to my experience. I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it just seemed like exactly what I needed. Yeah. Exactly what I've been looking for. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I could segue on that feeling like it was exactly what I needed thing. Um, I remember talking to Jason and there was actually a long period of time before I actually ended up jumping into the program. And I had been in this place where I was like stuck. I, I, uh, I felt almost like trapped in my own apartment. You know, like I had, I had gone through this phase where I would just buy like books and activities, hobbies and things like that stuff that I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to learn about this or I need to put some time into playing piano. You know, I bought a cord or I, another guitar, uh, just all these things. And they were just sitting idly. You know, I wouldn't, I would buy things, but not commit to following through with them. And I stumbled into, uh, you know, a, a page about 
uh, the Pillars program. And something about it just really spoke to me. I didn't really know exactly what it was, but sort of like Steve said, I just felt like there was something there, like there was a sense of knowing. And when I talked to Jason, it was really comforting because I had had a lot of different experiences talking to coaches or signing up for little things and feeling like it ended up just sort of being like a, another snake oil thing, you know? And when Jason actually talked to me directly, that was huge. I was like, Hey, this, this is actually the guy who is purporting these things. It's not like some sort of click funnel that's like, you know, trying to throw you down the rabbit hole and make you drop more money every time you turn around the corner. It was like, this is a real connection with a real person who seems to be able to really identify with and understand the things that I'm going through and have relatable experiences. So it was comforting in that way. I felt safe and in a place where I hadn't felt that safe feeling in a long time. Yeah. It sounds like you felt met. Yes, definitely. That's inspiring. I I feel inspired hearing that. Thank you. Absolutely. I was in, I was in a totally different place. Um, I, after talking to Jason, I felt pretty good, obviously enough to, to get into the program, but, uh, I approached it as, uh, nothing's working. I've, I've spent a ton of money on other stuff. Um, and I'm really just not seeing the kind of improvement in myself or, or change or just some, just something was just not falling together. And so when I found, uh, when I started talking to Jason, I kind of just had this, well, you know, I've tried them all. Maybe we'll try this one too. It was kind of a, it was almost a throw in the towel and see what happens kind of thing. Cause it's, it, I just wasn't getting what I wanted from where I was looking. Uh, and I, I certainly felt comfortable with Jason. I, I liked what he had to say when he was on the Just Men podcast. And I kind of felt like, you know, this this is a little bit different approach from what I've seen, but it's consistent with some of the overarching themes that I've seen in a lot of other places. Maybe this might be something that I'll get another little piece out of. And so so I really just kind of said it's worth a try. And um it was, it was certainly more affordable than a lot of the other things I'd done. So I thought, you know, that it's definitely worth giving it a shot. Yeah. It's funny when you describe it, um, the sense that I'm getting is like, okay, well prove it to me. <laughs> like something like, yeah, yeah, yeah I would say that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate. And, and a lot of the things that, uh, that I had done previously were, kind of in that same vein of, of prove it to me. Um, but really what I found when I got into those programs is there was a lot of hokey stuff and, and a lot of things that I could have found really just looking around on the internet and reading books. And it was, you know, people collecting information and, and resources from, from others work and just consolidating it into a new package of something that, that looked a little different than what you'd seen previously. Uh, and, and Jason's approach really was, so much more interpersonal than it was read my stuff or listen to my ex or, or, you know, watch this video kind of thing. And so I thought, you know, maybe the interactive part of it would be more effective with me. I tend to be more people oriented. I don't 
I, I am not an effective reader. I, I just get bored and my brain goes off into another place. So interacting with people was a whole lot more effective for me. So I thought, you know, this, maybe this is just a little bit different enough that I'll get something out of it. Yeah. And I think that's a good transition to sort of you guys, your experience once you were in the program, because, you know, one of the things that I think we really hold as the frame is that it's not about information. It's about transformation. And the program is designed for that. So um, I love what you said about, you know, not just another book or anything, but really interpersonal. And it's about interacting um, with the other guys in the program, but also with Jason, I'm imagining. Um, So I'm just, I'd love to hear from each of you, like, your experience going through the program, not necessarily the content, but sort of what were the things that really affected you the most? Where did you get the most value? I'll, I'll jump in with that. The, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but I really didn't do the homework that was involved in this. Um, it, mostly because I had so much going on that, that I would forget to do it and then it would be a week past and then I would just go, oh no, well, you know, anyway what I really got out of it was interacting with other people, not just Jason, but the other people on the calls and seeing that, you know, I wasn't really the only guy out there struggling with these problems. And even, you know, not to say that everybody was divorced, it was just the context of, of where everybody was mentally and how they felt and how they were dealing with other people. And so each, each week I would get just a little bit more and, you could see the the changes in everybody from week to week. And that was helpful. Uh, It gave me a little bit of hope that, Hey, this stuff really works. And it's, it's not, it's not a bunch of gimmicks. It's just a way of treating yourself and a way of thinking about how you interact with other people. And it's really pretty easy to, to apply. If you just sit down and think, Hey, I'm going to take this situation, apply these things that I've learned and just, just tweak it just a little bit and see what the interaction does, how it changes. So every week and hearing people talk about doing the same thing and getting a better response, getting a better interaction, having a better time, being more comfortable, all of that stuff, getting that feedback every week for 10 weeks was really very helpful. That's great. Yeah, what I hear in there is a sense of solidarity and maybe feeling less alone. Like I'm not the only guy that's been through some shit and, and really, um, and seeing the growth in the other men and just sort of like the inspiration of like, Oh man, like also maybe, I mean, I would imagine if I were in your shoes, sort of like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I mean, right. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit of that. I would say that really more what it was is, you know, you kind of alluded to, um, you know, prove it to me. and what, what I was seeing was these guys are proving it to proving it to me. Uh, and they're showing me that, that just the change in the mindset and the, the different way of, of kind of attacking the situation, you know, with uh, taking a more intentional approach and, and focusing, focusing on yourself first. And one of the guys in one of the conversations talked about not managing people's experiences of you. And, and that really kind of punched me in the gut and like, wow, yeah, okay, don't do that because that's not being honest with yourself. And so <laughs> hearing people kind of have experiences around that where it was like, yeah, don't, 
don't manage other people's experiences of you. Just be you and trust that the right people will receive you. Um, just was very, very effective. And everybody demonstrated that week after week, which was really good. Oh my God. I really like that. I love the trust, sort of trust that you show up and then the right people will receive you, which doesn't mean everybody will receive you. It means the right people will receive you. There's something beautiful about that. Thank you. Yeah. That was a big takeaway for me too, Eric. Um, As far as my experience, I feel like I was a little bit apprehensive and skeptical at first, even in the program, like once I had committed to it of like the, the genuine authenticity of the connections that would be formed, you know, like in my, in my life, I've had enough experiences with people where I'd always be sort of guarded and just skeptical of whether people would genuinely wanted to connect or if they would even genuinely want to stay a part of my life. If I started to show them who I was, you know, like I just had this repeated experience of like having like a brief moment of closeness with people, but Uh, as soon as it gets too close or someone gets tired, they flake and they're gone, you know? So, um, I went into it sort of like, I would look at the other guys, you know, on the week to week calls and stuff and be like, yeah, they seem like they're in a similar place or I can relate to some of the things they're saying, but we're still all in our own little bubbles, you know, like, is this real? Are, Are these things really lasting? Is this genuine, you know? And as the weeks went on, I felt that feeling melting away and, I genuinely started to feel this sense of support from the men in the group along the context that you were describing, Eric, of, of us challenging one another and lifting each other up and collectively moving towards a similar set of goals. We had, you know, common ideas of where we wanted to be and common experiences that we could share. And in that process, it's like there's this collective ascension I felt occurring as well. And it's kind of cool how it's it staggers as men come and men go. But um, a really pivotal point for me was as I was getting near the end of the program, I decided to go out to L.A. for a shadow breakthrough weekend. I really felt like it was time in my life to address some of the traumas. And I reached out to one of the other guys from the group. Can I say his name? No. Is that? Okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, I reached out to Austin and he ended up letting me crash his place that night. We went out and we got beers and we, we hung out all night and watched a documentary about our favorite punk band from high school and just shot the shit. And it was, it was awesome, you know? Um, and, and that to me was like a solidifying moment where I was like, these are real, genuine, lasting relationships. These are real connections. This is real. It's not just some Brady bunch uh, zoom call, you know, that's going to go away here in a few weeks and then I'll never talk to anybody again. And even this moment right here, right now, again, solidifies that for me, that these are real lasting connections and you get out of things like this program, what you put into them. And that's relationships for me too. It's an interpersonal collective evolution, you know? Yeah. I really love that. I mean, I, when I hear you talk about it, what I hear is brotherhood and a real sense of Yes. A lasting connection that's really based, what I hear is like based on the desire to grow. Because I feel like every, all of the men that come into the program, they want to grow. And, you know, and that is a really profound thing to share, being a seeker and being a man who wants to grow. Like being that kind of man and then being around a group of other men like that 
you know, we have all of these connections from our lives. Some of them are our older connections, but something like this program brings together people who are like right now in my life, I want to grow. Right. And it attracts a certain like kind of person that might be sort of an upgrade in a way of like a whole collection of men that want to grow versus, you know, maybe there are people connections in our lives where they're not necessarily growing or there's some stagnation energy or it's just, it's not quite the same, but I hear brotherhood around growth, like brotherhood around wanting to lift each other up and be genuine. Yeah. Like, like strength in that, in that community there that we each individually have like a finite capacity, but when we're working together towards common goals, that's like exponentially increased and we can all reach our goals faster and reach higher, um, you know, higher levels. Yeah. I really like, I really like how you phrased that, the collective energy of the group. And that's, I think part of why it's structured the way that it is rather than I personally prefer working with men in a group rather than one-on-one, um, pillars is a combination of that. Um, but I really think there's something like you said about the power of the group that uplifts the group in kind of an effortless way. Like it's not, you know, it's not forced. It just kind of happens. And it's like so synchronistic. Yeah. Yeah. Another little teeny nugget too. something that came to me here at the end is something I really took away from it that I'm still doing has been the morning routines. Like I felt very scattered and chaotic for a period of time in my life when I had moved and everything and having um, like sort of a blueprint that, or it, it wasn't, it was more like a recipe, you know, you can add a little more here and there, give and take what's on the table, you know, take what you want, leave what you don't. But just having like um, an outline of some structures that I could put in my life to get some organization and some focus was also a really key component for me. Yeah. So the morning practices and the embodiment stuff. Yes. And getting in touch with the body. Yes. That was a huge. Yeah. Um, Steve. Yeah. I can piggyback on that because that, that was really, uh, along with everything they both said with, you know, just the, the companionship and the interaction and what was big for me in those interactive moments was just the, the, uh, the ability to be vulnerable. Um, and feel okay about it. It just, it was just such a safe space and you just felt like you could open up. Um, and it was interesting, just people from all different ages, people who had gone through different things. Uh, I remember when I first started, I was a little intimidated at first by, cause I was some of the things some of the other guys have gone through. I was like, Oh man, like they're going through some serious stuff and I'm over here. Just, I kind of felt like my stuff wasn't as important, but it wasn't. I mean, it all ended up being the same. Um, I was embraced, the same way as, as I embraced them. And it was really great. Uh, But then as far as like um, the morning practices and everything went, that was all really, really great for me. Uh, It it just, it opened me up to a lot of different stuff. Uh, It helped me get more grounded. It helped open me up to uh, just accepting more things in my life, uh, more challenges, things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, accepting more challenges right there, like, especially since part of what you described is sort of make more, a more mundane existence. Like I would, I would imagine that accepting more challenges would bring more zest or I don't know what the word is, but like aliveness to that, to that life. Did you find that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, one of the things I did actually during the program was I had I, wanted to get a dog for a long time, but I didn't think I could handle it. And after maybe week two, I bought a dog <laughs> and I'm, I'm handling it just fine. Nice. That's awesome. 
I mean, that's life transformation right there. <laughs> and, you know, you got to be in your masculine to really be a good dog owner. Like you can't fake that shit. Like the animal won't let you fake it. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) All right. Great. All right. So now, um, I want to shift into a little bit of, um, results that you've seen from taking the program. And I think I'd like to hear maybe sort of surface level results or sort of practical results. And then any deeper results in terms of your sense of self or um, yet more like identity level or sort of deeper than just like, you know, I started dating someone that I really like, for example, that would be, that's profound. And, and also like what's underneath it, like what else, um, has shifted for you as a result? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to jump in on this one. I've noticed the huge results. It's, it's like, it keeps on manifesting in new ways in my life every day. Um, a, that, that, isolation that I felt that, that feeling like I was sort of in this prison that I had built around myself of not being connected and trapped around all this stuff, um, is gone. I don't feel like that is even in existence anymore. It was like Jason had the key to the prison cell, or maybe, maybe I had it all along and he just showed me that it was in my hand, you know? Um, so on the surface, I would just say a lot of the feelings of loneliness and isolation began to dissipate. Um, I began to feel as if I was able to gain focus and clarity of purpose and direction. I was able to get more organized and start to structure my life in a way that would help me to build results. I started to feel like a lot of the fears that I was, um, that I was experiencing in my life were superficial or not relevant, um, or that I had the courage to overcome the ones that were real legitimate fears. And I find myself taking that out into my world every day, whether it be in my workplace, speaking up and speaking my truth and addressing issues that I see, or whether it be in my friendships, being able to be more authentic with people that I know, um, and connecting with them more deeply as a result, or being able to get back out into the dating world again in a healthier way. And, knowing how to set some boundaries around, around these new relationships that I'm now engaging in. You know, if, if, uh, if I feel like something's off, I'm able to address it. If, if I'm entering into something new, I'm able to say, this is what I want, take it or leave it, you know, um, and not being afraid of the responses that I'll get. Um, it's just been really empowering. And, uh, and I feel like it's, it's just, been a huge catalyst for exponential growth in the future. That's beautiful. Gus, can I also share about your bookshelf, like your actual physical space? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was really impacted by that whole, um, call because we were talking about physical space and our, our insides, kind of our insides are reflected by our outsides and vice versa. Like our environment Mm -hmm. impacts who we are and vice versa. And you sort of described like the chaos of your room, like your <laughs> physical space, your room had been chaotic for, I mean, months or maybe years. You, you hadn't ever really moved into your room and you'd been there like a, a year or something, right? It was something mm-hmm. like, yeah, long time. Move, yeah. And then, and then you, we were on zoom. And so you could show us, you were like, yeah, I, I like totally transformed my space this past weekend or whatever it was. 
and it was beautiful. It was orderly. It was, it was all in line. And I just thought what an incredible physical representation of all the work that you did. And I was just like, so impressed with you. And it just, it was, I mean, it's rarely that kind of obvious, right? Like inner transformation is you can't really see it, but your physical space just sort of reflected it. And I was, I was honestly in awe. Yeah, that was a huge pivotal point for me. It was actually New Year's Day, I remember. And it wasn't like I had planned that either. Like, I'm going to do some resolutions type shit. It was like I woke up on New Year's Day and I looked around at the boxes of books and piles of clothes and just disorganization and chaos. And I was like, I can't live like this anymore. And I got up and I did it. And a lot of it was inspiration from things I've been learning in the program and support and safety that I was feeling around being able to open up about these things kind of opened up that mental space to be like, okay, I can address these things. I can organize my space. And as a result, it sort of was like a domino effect, you know, like I got my space organized and I felt good about it. And then I was able to sort of fine tune some other things and it's been expanding outward. Now I almost feel excited to, I mean, I love getting out in the world and engaging with others, but to know that at the end of the day, I go home to this sacred space that I've created. I've got string lights hung up now and cool posters on the wall. And I like to make my bed every day and I come home and I've bought like a bunch more books. Um, Goodwill books are cheaper this time, but you know, just like really fill that space with things that I enjoy and make me feel comfortable and safe. And it's like my, uh, like my, um, like scientist lab, like I go in there and like, you know, I can sit at my desk and I can free write or journal or meditate and I feel good when I'm there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I really, and also I think the thing that I heard in terms of your results was kind of like more of a sense of control, um, in a good way of like, I, I can address things. <laughs> like if something comes up with a coworker or someone I'm dating, I feel like I'm going to be able to address it. It's not sort of this black hole of like, well, I don't know what to do about that. Like, I don't know how to set boundaries. So now I sort of feel scared, but I don't know what to do about it. It's like, I'm more in control of my relationships. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That, that actually addresses something deep. Like to put it in a brief summary, I would say that one of my greatest fears for a long time was fear of losing control of myself, whether it be like getting way too drunk or fearing like getting angry and like lashing out or whatever it may be. I was just so scared of losing that control of me. And in turn, I think that that reflected in all my relationships because I would sort of isolate. So in feeling like I was able to gain some self-discipline and control over myself, it's really helped me to interact with others in a healthy way. I'm not trying to control anybody else. I just know that as long as I've got my space under control, then it's so much easier to flow and interact and be real and engage and be open. You know, I love that. I love that about trusting yourself and that kind of expanding outward. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, that trusting yourself part, I think probably really captures the big change that I noticed. Um, in a lot of my relationships and and just my life history, the the ability to trust what I had when I had a gut feeling and and when something was telling me something that that didn't come from my head, um, my life had sort of trained me to ignore that and ignore that very very actively, <laughs> and so. 
one of the things that came out of this program was um, that trust is important. And, you know, this concept that, you know, there's a women's intuition, but there's no men's intuition is, is just sort of foolishness. And we need to, as men need to start trusting that gut and realizing that, that, that we have that too. And in the program, seeing other people start to do that and seeing other people uh, have similar feelings and, oh, I don't trust this and I don't believe that I can do that or I, that I can, that what I feel is true or that it makes sense or that it's useful to me. That was very, uh, that, that really kind of connected with me. And I started to really listen to that gut a lot more. And through the, throughout the program, when I was encountering people or situations that, you know, that I would get this gut feeling, I, I intentionally said, okay, wait a minute, what is that telling me? And kind of sit back and listen and really kind of work that stuff out. Um, and, and I think I've made better decisions and have certainly been more aware of things that, that maybe are not so good for me that I could get away from people that were not good, good for me that, that I was not really needing to, to be with. Um, you know, some of the sort of superficial or, or, you know, not as deep things, I guess. Um, I noticed that I was just a lot more relaxed just in general. Um, I could, kind of take a deep breath and know that I was okay, no matter what. And instead of kind of forcing an image of, of where I was, who I was, what I wanted people to see, just kind of stepping back and say, you know, I don't need to do that. I can just be me. I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm pretty smart. I can handle myself. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so, so having that plus this, this sense of, you know, this gut feeling, the, the intuition, whatever you want to call it, and having that accessible was a whole lot more, um, I would say, more transformational towards how I just viewed the world around me and how I interacted with, with people around me. Uh, and I would say, actually, other people noticed. I had, had comments. I never said, oh, I'm doing this thing, or, or, or what do you think? Have you noticed anything? I just, people just sort of noticed, hey, something's a little different. Are you, you, you doing okay or you seem better or something's going on. And, and I just, Oh, you know, just, you know, life's good and things are getting better. So, you know, it was, it was definitely something significant. And I, I gained a whole lot from that. Just even just those two things, I'm sure I could probably rattle on for another hour on all the stuff that I've got out of it. But I would say those are really the top two you know, sort of transformational things that really happen. I really love what you said about, um, men and intuition. Cause I, this is, I'm a big advocate for the healthy masculine. And I think, like you said, I have experienced men consistently as being deeply intuitive, but in our culture, we're taught that they're not. And so I think men, maybe even more than women <clears throat> talk themselves out of it. And Absolutely. I really love, um, the focus on embodiment in the program and watching men as they get more in touch and into their bodies and in tune with their bodies, those gut feelings do come up and their intuitions are speaking to them all the time, but they start to honor it more. And it, that's a really exciting thing to watch because I feel like we all have this internal guidance system that we're not necessarily listening to. Um, but we all have it. It's a natural part of us. It's like built in GPS. And so watching men 
go from not being able to hear it at all to hearing it and then following it and then seeing all the synchronicities that are possible when you are following it is really fun for me. I really like that you highlighted that because I, that's one of the best parts I think is just witnessing that sort of sense of settling in. And I really appreciated what you said about, I just feel more relaxed to be me. You know, that's what I heard is like, I just feel okay more of the time. And that's actually a hugely profound shift because then, you know, you're available for a connection with a woman and it doesn't have to feel like you're forcing it or what if you do something wrong? It's like, show up and let's play and let's see what happens here. Yeah, that I would say that, yeah, show up and let's play. That's really just having that light attitude about things. It just, you know, I got a lot to offer. I don't need to just glom onto the next woman that walks by. Um, I can be selective. I can, you know, look at what I want and say, here's the, here's the gateway uh, yeah. instead of just trolling. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, I had a friend I was talking to about this stuff and, and I said, I feel like guys are just sort of trained to carpet bomb and, and whatever's left standing is what you take home. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I can say that that's kind of the, the way that I operated for a long time and, and how I got into some of my longer term relationships, which is, you know, in hindsight, pretty sad, but um, you know, the, the idea here is instead of, instead of carpet bombing for women or throwing, casting the widest net, you know, go out with a fishing line or, you know, or a rifle <laughs> and, and hunt snipe, go, this is what I'm looking for. And, um, and wait instead of entertaining yourself with women who are not what you want. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I mean, you've had pretty big transformation in terms of who you were attracting before and who you're attracting now. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, before, uh, it, it really was casting the widest net and I was just kind of going out with anybody who would come along and, and just sort of seeing what was out there and hoping that something was worth spending time with. And I, I would find a lot of people that were really broken. Um, and, and I say that as a broken person. And what I mean by that was, was there was this, you know, there was a lot of emotional trauma, you know, sexual trauma, um, just, just problems that people were not dealing with. And what I've learned over the years is that there's no, there's no problem with having that kind of history. The problem comes from not dealing with it. And really we don't, we don't teach people how to deal with that stuff. So I was attracting a lot of people that didn't that hadn't learned how to deal with their stuff and they were, they would patch the holes with a person. And I was doing the same thing. I just didn't realize it. And, you know, by the, by probably halfway through the program, I, I kind of started to say, you know, this is, I'm just really wasting my time. And these people are, are, you know, great people, fine, you know, great to hang out with, but I'm not really getting, I'm not getting a, a, a return on my investment. Um, the the time that I'm spending with these people, these people kind of seem, seems really hollow. And so I started to really shut that down and was a little bit more intentional and started to think more about, no, you know, go back to that list that they tell you to make up and, and start looking at that list and saying, this is where I need to be. And sure enough, by the end of the program, I had 
found somebody who was pretty fantastic. And, um, it was, it was pure coincidence that she found me, but it was, you know, when I look at that list, it's like, wow, she hits all of the the high points on this list and a whole lot of the low points too. Um, and just, you know, just a, a complete 180 in the quality of people that I was meeting. And, um, and there was, I would say there were probably two or three women in that period of time that were, I noticed a significant difference when I sort of went out with a different intention and a different way of thinking about myself and, and what I wanted and kind of sitting back in that it's okay to be me and the right person will come along and I don't have to just take whatever comes along and sure enough, the right people came along and they found me. I didn't have to look. Yeah. Um, I really love that part of sort of leaning back. Like, you know, there can be a lot of like swiping and hoping (laughs) in dating or, um, absolutely wishing that, you would just sort of come across the right person or something like that. Um, and a lot of kind of two of you have mentioned the word hollow, but maybe dating interactions that don't feel nourishing or fulfilling or mm-hmm. or exciting. And I feel like you're really one of the examples of like you, I mean, you really started attracting different women, like different, different caliber of women felt different to be with them. Like I was very impressed by how much you transformed and, and, and that was sort of reflected in your, your dating pool. And, um, and it felt more effortless, honestly, to me, like watching your experience with, um, the, the, the woman, I, I guess, are you seeing her? Are you seeing her now? The woman I am, yeah. Yeah. Now? Actually just this last weekend was we, we met in person. She lives in Denver and I'm in Oklahoma city. So it's kind of a distance thing that's going to be a bit of a challenge, but it's, you know, the, she found me on Tinder and I had spent a whole lot of time swiping and hoping. Um, and actually I had kind of just decided I was just not going to bother with that anymore. Um, I had started shutting down apps and things and just kind of said, you know, this is, I'm just, I'm going to be fine. I'm just going to chill out and just see what happens. And, and when, she and I connected, it was like, ah, this is, this is not, I've never found a person like this before. Um, there was just a, a, an instant connection and the qualities that she had were, you know, the kinds of um, interpersonal relationships and the connections to her community and the activities that we were both interested in. It was, you know, it was like looking in a mirror, like, wow, this is, this is exactly what, what I am looking for because this is the way I want to live my life. Yeah. And and I, you know, it was effortless. I, I stopped, I stopped chasing. Um, I was chasing all the time. And, and I realized that part of that was a game. I was playing a game for myself. I was entertaining myself. Uh, I didn't go out with, you know, I need to, I want to meet this person and go and find them. I was, you know, I was casting the widest net and, and, playing with whatever showed up and it just, just didn't really produce anything nourishing. And, and I would say what I found now is, you know, it's, it feels very effortless. Now it's granted, you know, it's long distance and I don't see her very often, but um, just the, I mean, even the conversations, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to spend four or five, six, seven hours on the phone, 
you know, uh, late into the night and not realize that that much time has passed. And I haven't had that in a long time, if ever. Uh, yeah, I was really struck when you said, you said um, at one point, you know, the, the quality of the connection or the amount that we've shared over the last couple of weeks with this woman is more than my entire marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, you know, a, a 13 year relationship with my ex-wife and, and there were a lot of things that were just off limits. Uh, and it was, I felt like, uh, I wanted to know her better. I wanted to know more. I wanted her to know me better, but you know, if you touched sensitive spots, it was, you know, it was like, like touching a sea anemone. She would just withdraw into herself. And it was very clear that that was, that was a space that I was not allowed in. And, uh, and so, and that persisted through the whole relationship. And it, ultimately it was the cause of the, of the end of the relationship. There were some really important things that she couldn't talk to me about. Uh, she either didn't feel safe or didn't, didn't want to share whatever. She was very withdrawn. I, I felt like she kept me at arm's length, our entire relationship. I didn't realize it at the time because I wasn't trusting that feeling and, and, what my gut was telling me, but with this other relationship, it's, it's all, you know, it's all fair game. It's all open. And I just kind of lay it out there and this is me. And, uh, you know, I don't have to say, you know, take it or leave it. Or if you don't like it, I'm going to leave. I just say, this is me. What do you think? And, and she just eats it up and says, yeah, this is great. I think you're really special. There's, there's something really deep about you. That's, you know, your honesty and your connection to yourself and, and your ability to speak frankly about your, your life, your fears, your wants and needs and all these things. It, she's said numerous times, I've never met anyone like you before. And I think that my ability to do that makes her feel a lot safer and a lot more comfortable. And she's, she says that outright. She says, I feel very safe and comfortable in sharing with you because I feel like you can receive what I'm saying and, and, receive me as a person. Um, and so, you know, regardless of what happens in the future, I know this is a really good example of, uh, just the, the magnitude of change that I was able to make for myself allows me to be a better, more present, more attentive person in whatever relationship it is that I'm going to be in. Yeah. And I really like what you said about, uh, about safety and what I heard was vulnerability, um, which kind of comes back to what Steve said about um, feeling like the program created a safe space where it was okay to share and be vulnerable and be met in that truly met so that it's not just that it happened and you went there, but like you went there and you were met there. And so your nervous system has an experience of this is what this feels like. And then you can bring it to your other relationships. So it, I think that's a nice coming full circle sort of moment for what you're able to transform in yourself and then also bring to women and the other people in your lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had that. I really kind of sat up when, when Steve said that, cause I thought yep, that's, I had the same experience, very much the same experience. Steve? Again. Yeah. Uh, I, everything Gus and Eric just said, I, I had in some sense or another, I experienced similarly. Um, the biggest thing that this program did for me is it got me out of my fucking head uh, and into my body. I really, I, I did not realize how much of life I was living in my head uh, until I went through this. And, uh, you know, I, I still 
I'm in my head more than I probably should be, but it's it's getting there. I'm in my body a lot more now. I'm a lot more open to to the world and to life. My life just it has more meaning. It has more connection. It's uh, one of the things the program really works on. Really drives is just connecting and not not just connecting with with the girl that you want to take out on a date, but everybody. And the way that that then opens you up when you're connecting with everyone, it just you just feel so much more comfortable in your own skin, and you just feel so much more accepted. Which just it just it just creates a radiance that just makes you so much more appealing. Um, the other thing that was huge for me is I'm so much better now at leading. I'm so much better at understanding that I have wants and I have needs and that it's okay to ask for them. And the program also did a really good job of giving us the template to ask for them in a proper and sense uh, safe way, which uh, you guys always say it's, it's, um, it's asking for what we want, but we're doing it in a way that's not dominating, which was huge. Uh, so I much, and, and just even by, ge- by getting out of my head and more into my body, I now know so much clear. I, I think before I, I didn't ask for what I wanted because I, I didn't even know what I wanted. Whereas now I'm in situations where, you know, Hey, I know what I want. I know how to ask for it. And the other big piece is if I don't get it, I'm okay. Whereas before that was part of the fear was, hey, if I ask for this and I don't get it, it's, it's oh, you know, it's, it's somehow there's something wrong with me or it's this whole the world is ending situ- situation. Whereas now it's just like, okay, that's fine. I didn't get it this time. You know, if it comes up again, I'll ask again. And maybe that time it'll, you know, it'll come my way. Um, so those are really some of the big things for me. Those are huge. I mean, I just, I, I just want to acknowledge, like, that last part about you know, I didn't even necessarily know what I wanted. And now I do. And not just that what you're indicating is I know what I want and I can go after it. And I'm, and I know that I won't die if I don't get it. And I won't fall down a shame spiral from which I cannot extract myself. Like that's so huge in terms of confidence. What I hear in that is confidence, true confidence to me. And it's it's courage, which Jason harps. It's courage. It's, it's the fear is there. I still, trust me, the fear is not gone. I still sense the fear, but it's knowing that, Hey, I can go two feet in full force the way I want to. And however this goes, I'm going to come out the other side better for it. That's beautiful. I can, I would jump in a little bit on that because that, um, I had very much the same experiences, you know, I think the way that I was raised and the the people that I was around, um, men are sort of trained to be servants to women in that I'm here to meet your needs. And there is no discussion of men's needs because men are stupid and fat and lazy and, you know, worthless. Um, we are just there to, to provide a paycheck. Um, and so I realized, you know, when my wife, ex-wife asked for a divorce, the first thing she said is you don't meet my needs anymore. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I don't even know what your needs are because you've never shared them with me. And I couldn't, the irony now is when I look back and I see 
you know, where I am now and, and how effective I am at, at sharing those things with people when I meet them and when I talk about those things, I realized that my needs weren't being met at all. And I had expressed them and I had expressed them over many years and was basically just ignored. Um, you know, what Steve was talking about, that fear of, of maybe not getting those needs met and then, you know, maybe the world implodes. I, I didn't have that fear. I just basically had been told that my needs were irrelevant. And so that the, the ability to step back and say, no, this is, this is not going to be how it goes anymore. And having the strength and the confidence to say, this is important to me. Um, and then being able to put that out there has made it just, I mean, the, the transformation along that for me, and it sounds like for Steve as well, is, is, has been huge in that it's, no, these are important. And what I found is that this woman that I'm seeing now, she just eats it up because it's like, wow, here's a guy who says, this is what I need in a relationship. This is what I want. This is where I'm going. Do you want to join me as opposed to just sort of stumbling through and hoping that at some point somebody lands on something that you need to, to feel good in a relationship. You don't have to do that. You can actually, you know, a woman can say, oh, okay, um, I can meet that or maybe I can't, but the conversation can be had was, has been absolutely transformational for me. Yeah. I love that. Especially the, the leadingness of it <laughs> sort of like, this is where I would like to go. Would you like to join me? Um, there's something really lovely about that for, for masculine leadership. Gus, is there anything you wanted to add to that part of the Yeah, that's a perfect spot to piggyback for me, actually. So as far as coming out of the program and meeting women and stuff, um, I noticed immediately like results, just energetic shifts occurring as far as confidence, you know, and genuinely knowing what I want and where I'm going, feeling okay with myself and okay speaking my piece and being who I am and saying what I want and not necessarily getting it, but just being able to say it and then sort of offer an invitation as to whether or not someone wants to enter my experience. Those have all been things that I've absolutely, you know, been seeing happening for me. So, um, around the time that I was graduating from the program, I was getting back out on the scene again. I met two girls, actually. I met one on the plane on the way to LA and I've still been talking to her. Um, and, just a different caliber of woman than I had engaged with in the past. Uh, Both of her parents were doctors. She works at NIH and, you know, well-educated world traveler, just really connected on a deep plane there. Like not, I mean, literally on the plane, but like on a metaphysical plane as well. Um, So that was really cool. And I'm going to hang out with her again soon. And I just recently had, I I guess I would call this sort of a fling um, because I just had a talk with her last night and, told her that things weren't working for me, which was even in itself, being able to say that was just a sign of the level of confidence that has shifted for me. Um, so I met this girl, I was on the Metro headed towards DC and they had some track work going on. So we had to stop and catch a um, shuttle. And we had this sort of serendipitous way that we crossed paths. Like she and I were both trying to get on the shuttle. It was packed and she sort of fell back. And I like caught her as she was falling back out of the bus. And I was like, whoa, 
don't worry, I'm standing firm, you know, I got you. And, and then we just talked and I started trying to engage some of the principles that I'd learned in the program of just being present and really listening actively and looking her in the eyes and asking her questions about her life. And I just noticed that she just opened up, you know, like, like on that shuttle between our destinations before we parted ways, like she told me all about her life, how she was an archaeology student at GW and working on her master's and all that stuff. And I'm like, whoa, another high caliber chick just kind of falling into my arms here. And I had the confidence when we were getting ready to part ways. I'm like, hey, I'd like to hang out again. Can I get your number? And we started talking back and forth. And I actually took her on dates and stuff. Like in the past, I would just like, hey, like, let's go to a bar or get drunk and then slam. You know, like that was all I knew how to do. But I didn't really know how to relate. And uh, I was, she was telling me how she liked ice skating on the, on, the, on the shuttle. So I'm like, hey, like, let's go ice skating. You know, let's go rock climbing. Let's do these cool, fun things. And we were able to connect in that way. Um, and it did end up leading towards some other types of connection. I mean, we did have some physical connection that happened. And um, we we're getting closer. But in the past week or so, conversation had come up about, things that we want and who we are as people. And I had an opportunity to share a little bit of like my faith and what I would like in future relationships and stuff. And she told me, frankly, that that's not who she is or who she wants to be. And I was just like, that's okay. All right, cool. You know, like, I'm glad we were able to talk about this. And uh, that just happened last night. And I feel good about it. I don't feel sad or ashamed or like it was a mistake. I just felt like it was a cool opportunity to hang out with the female of a healthier caliber with some more clearly defined boundaries. And I was able to more clearly express my boundaries and just all around a different type of dating experience than I've ever had, you know? And I don't feel like I need to hold on to that. Like, um, like just being able to sort of let go and, and wish her the best as she travels through her journey. And, you know, um, it's just been really a, a beautiful thing for me. I really appreciate that story for several reasons, but the thing that, yeah, shows up for me the most is like, it doesn't feel like you were clutching or grabbing onto the connection, like staying. Like, it's basically like, we had this beautiful connection. It sounds like you led really beautifully and you had some really fun moments and you had some depth, you know, there was a lot going on and you had some honest conversations about like, okay, we've been doing this for a little while and you know, where are you at? Where am I at? What's, you know, what's really, what are we really looking for? Like, what are we, what are we really looking for? And when that doesn't align, you know, that's why we date people. Like that's supposed to be the point of dating, right? You get together, see how it feels, you see how you relate together. And then at some point you talk about like, is what I want, what you want. Do we overlap on, on this? And then either you move forward or you don't. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times those steps get messed up um, or can, can get messed up when we don't know ourselves or we, you know, aren't in our bodies, like Steve mm-hmm. was saying, right? Like there's all these things that happen that sort of like interrupt that process. And what I hear in your story is like, it's all flowing freely now. Like there's a freedom in the flow um, of you relating with women, like, you know, you, you follow the energy you pursue, um, and then you relate and then you see how it feels and you can create a space where both of you share. And then you determine from there where it's going to go. It's not like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like, um, Eric, you mentioned chasing. 
I think that's a really uh, important word for the sort of like um, what doesn't feel good in dating, chasing, 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 chasing all the time and never really feeling fulfilled or nourished versus walking through life, feeling good in your body, following the energy and letting, letting things come to you, including connections with women. Yeah. I, I, there's actually one other little nugget there too. The opposite end of that spectrum of chasing would be like withdrawing or, um, like putting up walls. And I would do that a lot. I think with anyone that wanted to get close to me. And if I observed that, it'd be like, Whoa, you know, strong arm here. Don't get closer to me. Um, and I just have this sense of like, not wanting chase, but also not feeling like I need to ghost somebody either. Like I just had this conversation with this girl last night. And in the past, I probably would have just like blocked her or something, you know, and there's no animosity. There's no tough feelings. It's just like, I wish you the best. I'm still here. I'm not like going away. I'm not like pushing you away. Um, you know, she texts me again this morning and it's like, we're able to still converse. Like I can sense an energetic shift, but it's not like I'm cutting you out of my picture. You're gone. We never speak again. You know, like that was how I used to operate. So that's a different shift as well. I really like that too. The contrast of chasing versus totally withdrawing, Mm. um, neither which feels healthy. So thank you for mentioning that. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, Steve, did you have anything to add to that? Or I have a, a final question for you guys before we wrap. Um, I would just say very similarly, like I've had a similar situation to what Gus was talking about, where it's like, I can actually, when you get to a point where you realize the relationship isn't going the way that you want it to, it is easy to detach and just be friends. And it's, you know, it really, it's, it's cool. It's a neat thing that I can do now. Yeah. And I I would imagine it leads to more freedom, more freedom. Um, So as we start to wrap here, I'm wondering if you have um, any advice to men that are considering doing the program um, besides like, you know, do the program, like what would be something that you would offer as something to consider in terms of whether to do it or not? I would say, trust your intuition, kind of like Eric was talking about earlier. And I know it's hard maybe if, um, if you've never been in touch with it before to really even quantify that, like what is that intuition? And for me, it just started with trusting those gut feelings, looking in the mirror and making contact with myself and asking myself those questions. What do I want out of life? Where do I want to go? You know, and those, those answers might not surface right away, but just asking them sort of probes the subconscious. And I think that can initiate triggers of those intuitive feelings that we might have, you know, and just, just taking some time to spend some time with yourself in that quiet place and really figure out what you want and the direction that you're trying to head. And, um, I think that the program is sort of a, what do you call it? Like a, a breadboard for whatever those things are in your life. It's not like a cookie cutter. It's gotta be this way. It, it sort of is, is more like a, a collaborative, like creation station where you can figure those things out for yourself alongside other people who are trying to do the same. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gus has got some some good insight there. Um, I would say one of the things that that I noticed the most effective and and sort of transformational um, result out of all this is is to stop looking at you know particularly if you found this this program with the perspective of trying to just trying to get more chicks, whatever it is, what in that sort of perspective, stop it and think about yourself. Um, think what, what is it that I need to do for myself to be happier in my life, enjoy who I am and being in my own shoes and, and you will attract better people. You know, if you want to just keep trolling the bars, have a good time. Um, the rest of us are, are, you know, out here meeting people that are worth staying with. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to do something different and, and start meeting better people and, and maybe meet somebody who's worth keeping for a while, work on yourself. Um, take this opportunity to figure out how to be better for yourself and not need somebody else to, to entertain you or, or keep you company to make you happy about, about your life. Um, once you get to a point where you you understand what you need and you can uh, support yourself better and then be around men who are in the same place, uh, you will find better people and you will find uh, uh, an opportunity for yourself to build something better, just simply being better for yourself to start. Yeah. Yeah. And what I hear in that a lot is sort of like feeling comfortable in your own skin, genuinely. And take the chance, take the opportunity to become part of a tribe. I think that's huge. I think that's something that I didn't fully comprehend going into it. How, and I think we've talked about it on this, on this podcast today that having other people to interact with, you know, if you wanted, you know, you've, maybe you've done talk therapy before and you've done, you know, you've tried meditation before you've tried some of these things before, but it's different. It's just, it's not, it's when you're talking with people on a weekly basis and you're going through it all together, it just helps so much to have a support group and have other people and the way the whole thing is set up with how basically, you know, once you're in it, you're in it for life. Uh, and it, it, it's true to that. We're, there's alumni calls, there's alumni meetups. You know, you have the information from the program for as long as you need it. Uh, I've gone through the program twice now, uh, just because, just to reinforce everything. So it's, it's there's really no reason not to give it. Yeah, a that's beautiful. Thank you for saying that because it really does feel like family, like tribe yeah. family, like everyone that's been through the. Pro- I love all of the men that have been through the program. Like I have deep abiding love (laughs) for all of the men in the program. And I think Jason does too. And I feel like, like, um, it feels like a family that's just growing and that feels really good because there's something really inspiring to me about, you know, all of the men that go through this program, because I represent the feminine on the calls and I, I hold down the feminine for the program. And so my attention is on serving the men that are in the program the best that I can. And what inspires me is 
all of you guys are going to interact with women and other people in your lives and they're getting served too. Like there's such a cool ripple effect about this work that I find just so like illuminating. I just feel like it's illuminating. Like the family is growing, the family's getting bigger. And then also everyone, the family impacts is just up leveling too. Like that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to add to that is like, it is the part, I mean, it's not just about women either. It's about life too. One of the biggest things that helped me out recently was I actually got offered a new job would have required a big move. And I was able to, you know, just post about it on the Facebook group that we have. And I got feedback from, you know, eight or 10 guys with really just solid advice that really helped me make my decision. So it's just, it's just a great resource. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that community part too. That's something that um, I actually really found remarkably helpful. Um, you know, I moved to a new city uh, with my ex-wife and she took off and I was kind of, you know, back to zero. Um, I, you know, I've made some friends at work and things, but, you know, you don't get these kinds of conversations with people at work. Uh, so, you know, I'll just, I'll just put my two cents in there on community and having a community of guys and having Mel there too, as you know, the feminine voice, I found that to be really very helpful. Uh, A lot of the programs and things that I done speak very much from, from the guy's side. And, you know, you can kind of say, okay, well, I can trust what this guy says or, or not, but, you know, when you have a woman who can speak up and say, yeah, you know what, that experience is consistent with, you know, X, Y, and Z. And this is how I feel when I hear you talking. This is what, you know, your situation tells me. That was really very helpful, Mel. So, um, you know, just having you involved in the community, you know, like Steve was saying, having a community of guys to just bounce stuff off of and, and know that they've gone through some of the same things and know that they're interested in, you being successful as well has just been remarkably helpful for me. Yeah. I want to second that notion, Melanie, that just my gratitude for you being a part of the program. I mean, all of the men and Jason as well, but specifically having that female presence and you have a gift for this kind of thing and just really grateful to have met you and to have been able to interact with you and for all the wonderful insights that you have provided along the way and all the encouragement you're you're a huge part of this work so thank you guys thank you i'm totally blushing you can't see me but <laughs> i really <laughs> really appreciate that and it's yeah it's um it's a great joy in my life to be able to do this program and i really believe in um i really believe in the work and i feel really honored that i get to do it um and that there are men that show up that want to grow. Like that's just endlessly inspiring to me. And I'm like, so rooting for everyone in the program because I'm like, the fact that you're here, like, I just, I just want to hug you. Like, I'm just like, thank you for being here. Thank you for wanting to grow. And and, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm just want to do everything I can do to support you. So I know we could talk about this for ages, but we're running a bit long. So I'm going to start I'm going to wrap it up. Um, unless there are any final burning shares that you guys want to leave um, the guys with before I um, tell them how they can actually apply if they're interested. Just want to briefly say that taking action is a huge step. That For me, that was one of those things that 
I always felt paralyzed by my fears. And it's sort of like a, a habit loop that as we take small steps, they become bigger steps. So if you're feeling like you're paralyzed by fear, then maybe reflect on that because taking action has been one of the most impactful things in my life as far as radical change or positive growth. Thank you. Okay. So if you are a man out there interested, you can go to evolutionary.men slash apply and, and book a call with Jason. There's no, you're not obligated to do anything. Just get on the phone and you can talk about it and see if it's a fit for you. And that's it. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.